All right, everybody, let's go ahead and get started. Heavenly Father, thanks so much for this time. You give me to pour in these young men, Mr. Hall and myself, to be able to help strengthen these young men and help them better understand uh, the power of their words and how it affects not only themselves, but their future. And I pray, Father God, that as I labor, that it won't be in vain, that these hearts will be receptive and that we'll be able to glean from your word and glean from different examples and experiences for us to be able to better reframe from saying things outside uh, of what you want us to say. I come against every demonic spirit that may try to war, plot, scheme against myself, my family. In retaliation, we block it and cancel your assignments now. With that being said, God, I turn my attention back to you, and I thank you for this time you've given me to pour in these young people, and I don't count it likely, and we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. So today we're going to be talking about the power of your words, the power of language, and how to watch our words. Before I get into it, I'm going to read. I don't have uh, my graphic that I want to show, nor do I have... Uh, 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 let me see if this works. All right, give me one second to cut this out real quick. <laughs> Did everybody get a chance to? Uh, everybody get a chance to? Um, Look up the definition of their name? Okay, cool. We're going to get into that in a minute. Yeah, you don't have to. It's not for a great anything. Cool, cool, cool. All right, someone get the lights for me. Okay, I'm going to read this um, short, short paragraph on exper uh, from an experiment done by a Japanese... Scientists, it says the water and words experiment is a study that was conducted to examine the effects of words on the structure of water molecules. The experiment involved exposing water samples to different words and then freezing the samples to observe the crystal formations. The results showed that positive words led to the formation of beautiful symmetrical crystals uh, structures, while negative words resulted in deformed and asymmetrical crystals. This experiment demonstrates the power of words on our environment and ourselves. Words have the ability to affect our emotions, our thoughts, and our actions. Positive words can lift our spirits and motivate us, while negative words can bring us down and cause stress. The study suggests that even the water <clears throat> in our bodies can be affected by the words we use, indicating the potential impact of words on our overall well-being. It serves as a reminder of the importance of using positive and uplifting language in our interactions with others and with ourselves. As we look at the screen, we can see there's different crystallization or formations of crystals in water. Now, scientists or people in this room who know how much of our body is made up of water? 75% water. It doesn't matter water in a lake, water in a river, or water in your body. These crystals form as certain words. 
So we see that thank you forms something beautiful. Wisdom forms a structuralized, uh, symmetrical uh, uh, crystal. Truth does. Eternal does. Angel does. Like the little thing they put over angels' heads. Uh, I love you. Peace. Now look at the negative words. You fool. It creates no form. The bottom one is you make me sick. Look at what happens with the water molecules when someone says you make me sick. Look at the look at the evil like an evil eye, don't it? Polluted water before prayer and polluted water after prayer. That's powerful because it says no matter how bad the situation is, no matter how polluted the environment is, when we pray over it, what happens to me as far as water? This is from science, scientists. I don't know if he was a Christian or not. This is not like some, some Christian made up theories. This is real. Meaning that when you say you make me sick, it causes deform, deformity inside of you. <clears throat> so if you look at the word you fool, phrases along those words, it, it, it hurts the herd, those who hear it, right? So I, tell, I told the middle school kids this. I said that, we can cut the light on. I told them, <clears throat> words do not care about your intent of them. Words care about its original intent. So what's some phrases that we say for good, but it's actually bad words that we use for it? Like it's in our everyday vernacular, a phrase like, I'm dead. Go ahead, go ahead. She bad. Uh, what's the other phrase? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Are you stupid? Go ahead, uh, Ethan. Huh? On God? Well, that's that's crazy, right? So you hear all these phrases. Now, who is the original architect of that type of vocabulary or language? The, devil. the perverted version. The devil, right? So the devil's ultimate objective is to pervert the original design of something. So if God's original intent for words is to be what it was meant to be, if I can get people to use negative words with a positive intent, people then assume that there's positivity. So if I'm saying I'm dead, the water molecules in my body ain't going to be like, so brain investigate to see what he meant by that. Molecule-wise, something is dying in you when you say that. Or, or she's bad. Now, all of a sudden, now you want to do something bad with what you said was bad. Any on God. That's, that's the ultimate negative thing of words that we can say. On God, God says, on me for what? Nail's already been in me, on me. Your sin has already been on me, so you can't do nothing on me because everything that was on me has already been done. So all these words, terminologies... Are by design because the devil was there to observe our designing. And if he sees and is aware of how words causes for, uh, formation and disformation, then I can't accept misinformation. I can't allow myself to be misinformed by something that was not to be was not supposed to be in my form. That's why when someone says, "Oh, you stupid," oh, fam, oh, oh, oh. I know what you mean, but don't say that to me because my body don't know if it's intended or what my intent was, or your intent was. So that shows how powerful words are. Now, let's get into some talks real quick. It says uh, 
Words, I put here, words are powerful. They created and sustained the universe, the world. When God said, let there be, it was, right? Does God have to say, let there be again? The sun, the moon, everything that came after, let there be, is still being sustained off of that phrase till this day. How many of us are still living off of phrases said days ago, weeks ago, years ago, and we're still being sustained by those words today? That's how powerful words are, that that when we accept the word and we identify ourselves with that word, then we end up becoming the herds of those words, meaning we start following that path idolously, right? I said we already said that water is uh, we're 75 percent water. We already said that. Now, let's talk about these three things real quick. I'm going to engage a little bit. Uh, there's words thought, words spoken. Words accepted or rejected. <clears throat> so let's talk about words that we think. What are some damaging thoughts that we think that affects how we walk or talk or operate in our day-to-day lives? What are some negative stuff that we internalize may not have been spoken? Exactly. So in what way could that type of words be damaging to someone? That's real. Go ahead, family. Uh, Someone write these down for me because I don't have no whiteboard. What did you say? Words thought, words spoken. So words unspoken, but they still words that I think on. How could those words that we think on still have damaging effect? Or you can just remember what y'all said and we'll come back to you. Go ahead. Uh, words thought, words spoken. Oh, oh you're asking for that. Words are accepted or rejected. My bad, family. Right. So let's labor on what Tyler said. What was yours again, Tyler? Oh, uh, like I can't do this. I can't do this, right? Now, don't get me wrong, there's some things I can't do. Right now, it don't matter how much I aspire to dunk in this moment. Maybe if I really work on my hops and lose about 20 pounds, I might be able to get, uh-huh, I might get one in there. But right now, Mr. Ezzy can't dunk right now. Now, if I go out there and y'all hype me up, Mr. Ezzy, go for it. I ain't going to embarrass myself because I can't do that. So there are some I can'ts that I accept. I am not a good artist. You know what I'm saying? So it don't matter how much I try, nobody's going to want me to draw a symmetrically uh, 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 Mr. Hall. They're going to go to Mr. Hall if they want to draw or artiste. They're going to go to him and say, Mr. Hall, can you design me a logo? Can you design me a person? You come to me, my, the eyes are going to be off. <laughs> the nose, the, the nose, the two holes ain't going to be the same. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm not a draw. I can't draw. But if I say I can't and something that God already said I can, then that's wrong. Because now I start damaging myself because I start believing that, oh, I can't do this. When God said, I don't care who said that to you. I said you can't. That's damaging because the devil's going to. I remember, I'm going to tell you a story. When I, was, when I went to school here, man, Miss McCullough, same teacher that y'all had. I had Miss McCullough. I think I had the, the, the McCullough McCullough. Y'all, y'all got the McCullough light. I had, y'all, had, y'all had the Diet McCullough. I had the McCullough McCullough. I had the Coke McCullough. Y'all, had the, y'all got the Diet Coke McCullough. I, I had the original McCullough McCullough in her heyday. And she was just tough. <laughs> right now, she ain't as tough as she was back. And Mr. Albin, he, he worked with her for many years. Yeah, man. That, y'all got the Diet version, man. I, I, had, I had the full potent. You got to sit that thing down because that thing too strong, McCullough, right? <clears throat> so what I'm saying is I went through her English. I love... Uh, I loved uh, words, man. I always loved words. Even I was, we would sit back there, beatbox. I would rap sometimes. 
Um, and uh, I did poetry. I did. I was good with words, man. I, all that kind of stuff. But then I went through Miss McCup. And I was like, man, I'm just, this English thing's just not, maybe it's not for me. And then when God told me at 19, Josh, write a book, I said, who are you talking to? <laughs> me? Write a book? The same guy that stutters? I stutter to this day. I stutter, and, and I, I, my words be, when I used to rap back there, be the beat by the table, they'll get on me because I'll be flowing. I get about good three, four bars in, and I start stuttering, and my bars and be discombobulated, right? But either way, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, when I was sitting in my dorm room at Oral Roberts University and I got that download from God to write a book, bro, it took me months to write it because I had to fight all those in, in, inferiority type thoughts. I had to fight through. Ain't nobody going to want to read your stuff. You barely passed English. I fought through all that. But God said, man, who made your fingers? Who made your mind type, son? Because sometimes we are attacked in the very area that we're supposed to attack the world with. You see what I'm saying? So now we got to say, hey, I'm a wordsmith now. Now, like, I study words. I bask in words. I jump and swim in words because that's who I am. And so imagine me saying I can't. That's why my 10th book's coming out next month. I'm a writer. I got to do it. But if you assume that you can't in the very area that you can, then my friend, you're going to find yourself not doing. So what's another thought process that we have internally that damages people? 20, some of y'all got parents that still damaged off of something said at 14, 12. And now it's affecting, I'm going to come back to you. Now it's affecting you now because now you're living under the jurisdiction of their insecurities. Now who said insecurities? Go ahead, tell me, Miles. Tell me how, give me an example of an insecure thought and how it has a damaging effect on someone. So now all of a sudden, you're not even secure about yourself because now you're a shapeshifter. You know what I'm saying? Insecurities is not, it means that I'm not secure. We all met some insecure people. Some of us are those things. Now, don't get me wrong. Insecurities are going to rise. I remember, I think I told you this story, when my wife, after we went through, you know, some challenges to get pregnant, she comes after the, the little, what's the pregnancy test thing? And, and she comes to me and she says, we're pregnant. It's funny when women say we're pregnant. I said, no, you're pregnant. <laughs> you're pregnant, but you're pregnant, buddy, not me. <laughs> but we're pregnant is what we the, the terminology that she used. My wife, in the midst of her pain, cried these. Hey girl, you doing all right? Well, I'll let you I'll let you go. Good to see you. Oh yeah. So so now imagine my wife. After a year of struggle, gets the pregnancy test and she says, we're pregnant. Soon as she said that, picked up her phone, called the moms. I'm sitting on the edge of my bed, on, on our bed, and I'm just sitting there thinking. She, they laughing at me because they on FaceTime. Oh, we pregnant. Look at Josh. Look at him. He's in deep thought again. <laughs> Camera on my face. <clears throat> Insecurities rose. Oh, snap. <laughs> It's real, real. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't Mr. Hall, you know. <laughs> this, this real, real. This, 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 this I got nine months. <laughs> I got, time, time is ticking. It's off season. Season starts in September. Now, insecurity rose because I started having thoughts. 
I ain't never seen this operated before. What does a father look like? Like, I much respect to my dad. He great man, but he wasn't there at the times I need him, right? At certain points. He's a great man to this day, so we cool now. But, but how am I going to be a father? Security and insecurity rose at the same time. The security came in. That's why it's important to cultivate a relationship with God. Because you're going to have moments. You're confident now. Some of you are very confident. Like Ronnie can say, I'm very confident in track. Uh, 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 Tyler can say, I'm very confident in basketball. And such and such and such and such and such, right? But there's going to come a moment when the cleats ain't being ran in no more. Tyler's going to still dribble a ball and you're still going to run, but it's not going to count somewhere anymore. Because basketball, a baby cares less if you're a hooper. <laughs> you can be a hooper all day. I can't wait till my daughter get, get started walking. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to cross and make a fall. That's just funny. I'm like, I'm going to give her that work. And Chris already going to do it. I know Chris Petty. Chris going to give her work. She's going to fall and gonna, we all going to laugh. <laughs> but she can care less about me being a hooper. I can be the most amazing hooper. I can show her my fadeaway. I can show her the unstoppable uh, 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 up and under fadeaway that I do. She gonna be like, but are you there for me? So now I may be confident in one area, but when the arena changes and the sport changes, I gotta have some equity in God that says I can pull my security from there. One more thing that we find ourselves internally thinking on that can really cause damaging effects Going forward. Think you're not good enough. enough. Always say this. Who defines enough? God. Now, of course, we're not enough. But we're trusting in what he's done for us. He's the enough. So whatever I don't measure up in, he measures the rest. How many people in the Bible was in a visible disadvantage but had the greatest advantage? Give me a story. David and Goliath. Visibly, David was shorter. Spiritually, David was bigger. David comes on the scene. They said uh, Goliath was nine foot tall, short giant in that day. The Nephilims was 26 foot tall, 36 foot tall. You think humans built the pyramids? The Bible talks about the Nephilims, how the angels of God slept with the women and created giants. That's why the flood came, because these jokers was eating people, and they were 36-foot-tall people, super strong people. So imagine David probably standing at 5'8", even if he was 5'10", even if he's 6'2", still short compared to someone 9-foot-tall. So visibly, he had a disadvantage, but spiritually, he had an advantage. And what am I saying there? Is that imagine if David pulled up and on site with his sight saw that he wasn't tall enough. He would have been like, in my own strength and in my own effort, in my own skill set, I can't defeat a giant. But David had a relationship. David said, that's why I love God. God gives you experiences so that when it's time to, for instance, what's the, what's the, uh, why is the offseason important? Get better. Why is the preseason important? Do the point, do the, do the stats count in preseason? The bear didn't count, that was preseason. <laughs> the lion didn't count, that was preseason. But when the season started and David showed up and it was game time, that point count. What I'm trying to say is that what you're going through right now is a preseason experience. 
as single men, you are going through preseason right now. Off season. No, hold on. Y'all not in preseason. Y'all don't got no. Some of y'all got some shorties, but anyway. What I'm saying is that y'all are in the off season. Off season means you got to prepare, get ready. Preseason means, for instance, I'll give you an example. The off season was when I was single. Preseason when I was courting my wife. Marriage is the season. <laughs> and the same stuff that I faced in the preseason, I'm going to face in the season. So does Golden State in the preseason, if they play the Miami Heat, do they not play the Miami Heat in the season? They do, right? Which means that if I don't defeat lust in my preseason, I will see lust opportunities come up in season. Which means that I have to prepare. Which, what am I trying to say with these points? I went down this path, I don't know how I got down here. Before, what, what made me bring up David and Goliath? Visible and spiritual. Then what, what brought me down? What brought me physical and spiritual? Man. Oh, not good enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Not good enough. Of course, in my own effort, I'm not great enough. But David's confidence in God. There we go. Preseason, season, confidence, confidence. So David is now confident because of his relationship. That's why it's important to have a relationship with God so that no matter what sprouts up insecurity-wise or thought-wise, you believe you're strong enough. Now, let's talk about some spoken words that we speak over ourselves or over others that are damaging. We don't think it. We think it, but we also say it. What are some things that we say to each other? We talked upstairs about one, but I don't know if y'all want to go that route. But give me an example of stuff that we say to each other that's like, oh, snap, I didn't know I was committing murder with my words. So you suck. Right? You ugly? What else? You're dumb? What else? You're gay? Yeah, this is what we said upstairs. You gay? <laughs> You're weird? Think about this. The Bible says this that we're going to be held accountable for every idle word we say. Idle words means I just said it, didn't have no intention. Go ahead, go ahead. What do you think the water would look like if they said that you gay? A rainbow probably, a little rainbow, little, <laughs> a distorted rainbow looking thing. But what I'm saying is this, but I don't know. But, but I bet you it's something distorting, like, like the original flow of the water, like what the water was supposed to be. I don't know what a man looks like. Oh, you a handsome young man. I don't know what a beautiful woman crystallized as, but I bet you it's the perversion or the breaking up of that molecule of, 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 of real manhood and womanhood. It would be reversed. Or it'll be like, like that you are sick, like it's going to be distorted. <coughs> Excuse me. Or you fool. Because, oh, could it be that the water in our bodies was never meant to be in disorder? Could it be that water was always meant to be formed into something? But the enemy saw that when we say negative words, it hinders the formation of something. And when something is hindered from forming, then it leads to disform. Like, like, so now what, it, what is that thing that's trying to form in you? But the negative words you accept from others is keeping it from being formed. For instance, if there's a, 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 a structure of crystals that God wants me <clears throat> to, to form into as far as like in my water structure. Like, what if it was meant, I don't know what a rider looks like in water. I don't know. I don't know what my gifting stuff is like in water. But if I say I suck or I'm dumb or I'm whatever, 
is hindering me coming into what? Formation. You ever seen someone with an ugly form? They shoot from the back of their neck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you see what I'm saying? And it sucks, though, because they, they, they'll, they'll make it most uh, sometimes. But the best form guarantees you to make it most of the time, right? So what I'm saying is this. God is trying to get you into some kind of form. Someone look at the definition of form. What does form mean? Or formation? What does being in form mean? Or form... All right, listen up. Say it one more time. The visible shape. Now, if I keep saying that you're dumb, you're going to form yourself into a dummy. If I keep saying that you're gay, you're going to end up gay. That's why we talked upstairs. We said this. We said this. The devil loves sarcasm. He loves stuff planted in moments of humor. Listen, listen. There's no coincidence that we started, we, we, we're talking now because demons don't want you to hear this because it's real. They know that if I create a culture of humor, then people will laugh over something that's actually serious. It's humorous, but it's serious. So if I'm picking on someone and I'm calling them something and everybody laughs, even if the person I pick on laughs, Something in a molecular level is seriously happening still. I don't want to stand before God and God be like, yo, come here, man. You were responsible for the destruction, decay, and disformity of this individual because the words you said over them. This don't, God don't care about the humor. God don't care about, God ain't chuckling because he knows how serious words are. And when we say this stuff over each other and over ourselves, it's a cultural thing. Why is culture important? Or what makes culture the most influential, one of the influential pillars of society? Culture. Huh? Traditions. What else? Someone look up, look up culture definition for me. It's who we are. Who we are. You said traditions, who we are. We're going to get a definition of culture real quick. Gotcha. <laughs> Is there another definition of culture? Uh, the there we go. There we go. Say it one more time. My bad, fam. Louder. The custom, uh, the custom art, social um, institutions, and achievements of a particular nation. Yeah. <laughs> does does a shepherd usually only lead one sheep or a herd of sheep?s when a dog, when a, when a shepherd or someone wants to bring the cows in or the pigs in, it sends the dog, does the dog come and just bring one of them back or bring the whole herd? If I only attack one, I can't have much effort or much fruit. But if I can get a whole herd of people to adopt a culture or customs or beliefs, then I have greater impact of generational uh, deformities in other people. That's why if you look at cultures, whether it's hip-hop, whether it's uh, whatever the different cultures of life, sports has a culture. What's one of the things that has culture to it? We, sports, NBA got a culture. Football has a culture. Baseball has a culture. What else has culture? Huh? 
Marriage has a yep. Marriage has a culture. I have a culture. You have a culture. Racists have cultures. So the devil's objective is same food. People, uh, food is a part of people's culture, right? Nations. So what we're saying is, is this: the devil knows that we are people of culture, people of groups. So what do I got to do? Is how can I get y'all's age group to adopt customs? traditions, language that would destroy each other without each other even knowing, right? Right now, we are slowly being murdered, slowly being killed through our food, through what we drink, through our diet, right? We don't even know that we're being killed slowly by what we eat because all they know is, let's just put in their food little by little. Let's put in their drinks little by little. And over time, the herd of people will slowly be dying off. That's how the devil does. Say that she's bad. Let's make that a part of culture. Let's, oh, dude, that's wicked. Let's put that in there. Oh, you know, let's, let's, let's put my words, full, wicked, evil, sick. She, uh, I'm dead, rolled on the floor, looking like, like, where did that come from? It's by design because he knows the original designer put these different designs into our molecular structure because water is everywhere. My nephew was in a car with me the other day. I was listening to this uh, gentleman, uh, Myron Gold. He was talking about the same scientist. And he was like, he asked the question this. Does water hear? Does water see? Does water think? Does water feel? What if water does all those things? What if water is really alive? What if you out there on a the boat and you talking junk? So if water is alive then I got to watch what I feed the water in me. Because look at that last part. It says polluted water. Look at polluted water before prayer and polluted water after prayer. The, the polluted, say it again. Just look bad. But did the polluted water stop being polluted? It was impacted by the prayer. So no matter how polluted the situation is, how polluted the environment is, I can change it through prayer, through positivity. So some of you all or some of us or some of people like my mentality has always been for a long period of time is has been uh, for me not to be the product of my environment, but the environment to be a product of me. So if I come into this environment and I. The Mr. Ezzy effect, like I come in with the with the with 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 an effect. Like I wrote, I'm writing in my book now. When my book's done, coming out next month. But I talked about how we're supposed to be thermostats and not thermometers. What's the difference? A thermostat changes the temperature. Thermometer what? Just rehearses and repeats or tells the temperature. Some people are just thermometers. Yeah, if y'all, everybody's sad. I'm sad too. I'm just gonna let y'all know it's just sad in here. It's bad in here. Oh, it's happy in here. A thermostat says, oh, it's sad in here. Let me, let me raise this up a little bit. You see what I'm saying? Oh, it's, it's too hot right now. It's too hype. It's too much. Let me bring the temperature down. We're supposed to be climate changers. We're supposed to be when we walk into an environment, we change what's around us. So no matter how polluted this school may feel to you, you can change it. No matter how polluted you feel your home is, you can change it, but if you adopt the philosophies, the customs, the culture of the polluted environment, you will match the environment. Mm. 
So now I have to say, what am I doing with my words? What am I doing with what I say? Now, we said words spoken. That's why I don't want to get to heaven. I don't want you to get to heaven to realize how serious things were to God. God can care less if it's serious to you. He said, no, it's serious to me. Because imagine all of us are his sons and daughters, right? Oh, sons. Sorry. <laughs> no girls in here, right? <clears throat> sons of God, right? For instance, I used to wonder why parents get in their feelings when someone's making a comment about their child. He's like, man, dang, you getting real serious about that. Till someone said my daughter's head is big. I said, hold on, hold on. It's true, but don't say that about my baby. Now, I, let, I, I can say her head like mine, but don't, I don't say that in front of a person. I, I was like, why am I feeling some type of way when they make comments? What I'm saying is, is that it's because I made her. What I'm saying is God is saying, yo, what you saying over my boy over here? I made him. And he's not looking at what he, his facial expression. He's looking at this, the molecular, cellular disformation that your work, misinformation is doing to him. That's why I don't accept misinformation about me. No, nah, don't, don't say it over me. No, 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 friend. Or I'll ignore it or I won't accept it because that ain't my form. Don't cause me to be conformed to your disform. I want to be informed to my transform. And that's why you got to think about your words and be like, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not speaking this over myself. I said this upstairs. We were talking about how what you identify with. And it's like, if you identify with a failure, you're going to constantly fail. If you identify with someone that always above only and not beneath the head, not the tail, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, everything I touch prospers. Fam, when you start quoting scriptures like that, your body is supercharged. Saying, let's say, was saying, saying, whatever, saying, super saying. I don't even watch. I'm just, I don't even know how that got in my mess. Anyway, what I'm saying is this. If I say what the word says about me, then I'll eventually become the individual of the word that I say over myself. And if I become the individual with what I now identify with, which is the word of God, now I actually can increase in every area. Nobody dumb in here is going to look at their kid and say something dumb over their kid. Nobody. But why, why are we saying dumb stuff over God's kid and even our own self as his kid? Got to watch your words. Now, let's transition real quick. I think we said enough there. The Bible says we're fearfully, wonderfully made. Wonderful all your works. My soul knows it very well. Like I have to know what the word says about me so I can be led by the good shepherd so I can be in the right kind of herd. Like, would you follow a herd of cattle over a cliff? Do you know how many herds we're in that's heading towards a cliff? <clears throat> now, who's the fool? The one, the one cow that's already saw the cliff and going the other way? And the other cows like, hey, yo, fam, oh, look at him being by himself. Look at him being weird, dummy, gay. Look at him over there, right? <laughs> but then the cows looking at them like, y'all the dummies, because I done saw the cliff. Noah's a great example of that. Noah was building a boat for decades, not just years. He was building a boat for decades in the middle of a famine. So imagine you building a boat for more than half your life and people showing up to your little experiment, quote unquote, laughing at you. Man, look at them building that boat again. It ain't, ain't raining in years. There you go Noah again, building the boat. 
And then when the animals started coming, they were like, hold on, hold on, no. Hold on, bro. I'm still laughing, but. And then when a door closed on the ark, rain started hitting them. Everybody became Noah's fan. <laughs> let me in now. Bill Gates, Donald Trump. Let, y'all know about that song. Let me in now. So they, let me in, Noah. Let me in the house. Let me in the boat. Now, who closed the door? Why do you think God closed the door to Ark? Noah would have been too nice. So what we're trying to say is, is that it's better to obey God in a herd of one or a herd of a few than to be in a herd of men. The Bible says broad is the gate, broad is the way that leads to what? And how many's on there? Many. Narrow is the gate, narrow is the way that leads to what? Life, but few. Now, what number do you want to be in a few that's going somewhere or the many going nowhere? Now, let's talk about our names. Anybody look at the definition of their names? I bet. So we're going to get about five people to share. I'm going to share what my name means. Now we're going to transition to talking about living up to your name and not accepting labels. Not your name. I gave an activity. I said all of us have been in this situation where our parent or parents forced us to go into the grocery store to go get something. Yesterday, probably for some of you. <laughs> Mama's like, nah, I ain't going in there, baby. Go. Now, what, did y'all, what is something that y'all have in y'all cupboard that was purchased like recently from the grocery store that you had to go get? Your soap, your mama said go. And what soap did she say get? What, what brand? Jergens, right? What's, another, what, what's something else you got in that same, that same trip? You got lotion, you got soap. What else you get? Huh? Plates. Now, you come home, you come into the car, your mom wanted Jergens soap or lotion, and you got her the Harris Teeter brand or the Publix brand. She going to be what? She's going to make you go back in there because you read the label wrong. So when God is shopping or when people are shopping for us, we can't allow them to mislabel us. Because if, you're, if, if, if what God ordered was a brand of his, then I can't be a, a, a brand of something else. Now, let me show you what the definition of my name is. I'm going to get five of you all to share the definition of y'all's names and you'll be surprised how to some degree you emulate the definition of your name. Joshua, by definition, is a Hebrew name that means Yahweh is salvation or God saves. Joshua is a significant figure in the Old Testament known for leading the Israelites into the promised land after most. So Joshua means one who saves or Yahweh saves or God saves. Story, my mom wasn't a, a Christian at the moment of my birth. But she was a type of a generation where when she drove by a church, she turned the music down. There was a reverence for the things of God with her. My grandparents raised her uh, uh, and, and with Christian music playing. Uh, I remember being in the house with my granddad, my grandma. And they, they played them old quartets. And it, when there was no music. It was just voices. And that, that music was so beautiful to me because I was like, no music. But this, anyway, my mom was in the uh, hospital room and my dad, who's African? Nigerian, any kind of African. Y'all already know, dad's going to give you a 15, 16 letter name. Your name going to be long. He comes in and says, we're going to name him this. My mom says, the night before he was wanting to name me, she said an angel of the Holy, well now she said the Holy Spirit, but she said something came into the room and said, don't call him this, call him Joshua, for he'll be a great leader. 
So it's interesting how the name got changed. But what I'm saying is, is that now I care about the salvation of people. Like, like I'm living out Joshua. I'm living out uh, of that name. Now, Ejike is a Nigerian Igbo name that means money is strong or wealth is powerful. I used to always wonder why I like Rolls Royces. I used to wonder why I was in business. I used to wonder why money always came to me because I always had money ideas. Now, Ezzy, by definition, oh, it says this. It's a, a unisex name and it's often given to children as a sign of hope for financial prosperity in the future. Ezzy, by definition, means it's also a Nigerian Igbo name that means king or ruler. It is often given to boys as a sign of leadership and strength. All those names I live out. It's funny when I was a kid, the greatest thing my dad did for me, and I said this upstairs, I said, one day I came home or came and he picked me up on the weekend and I, I, I got picked on a lot, man. You know what I'm saying? And we, we didn't have a lot of money. And so I had hammy, I had high water pants. I'm, I was in public school then. I wasn't in no private school with uniforms. I was in public school where you got them jokes. You know what I'm saying? You come with some high water pants and some and some and some uh, Walmart shoes, or not even Walmart, pay less shoes. Oh, you you getting you getting called out your name. And so I felt a certain time away because I was like, man, like yo. He says, boy, you know what your last name means? It means king. The next day, next week, I'm walking in there with them high water pants back back. Shoulders back, walking like I'm a king. They laughed at me. I said, but I'm a king, though. It's funny how no matter where I went, nobody ever calls me Joshua. When I was in middle school, hey, Ezzy. High school, hey, Ezzy. Even the people that picked on me with Ezzy in their, lang in their sentence still called me king at the end of the day. That's the power of a name. So if I know what my name means, I know what game I should lean into, what game I should play. Nobody plays basketball with, with track cleats. If you saw Ronnie talk, check you up with some track cleats on, you know it's ankle season. <laughs> you know you, his ankle is over because he got cleats on. <laughs> or who goes into a basketball gym and shoot with a football, right? So if I, know what my, what, if I know what my name is, I know what game I belong to, right? Now, can I get somebody... And so the interpretation of my full name is God saves, wealth is powerful, and king and ruler. So now anything that comes against, anything that makes me feel beneath, I don't rock with that. I used, to, I used to wonder why I was bougie. I was like, man, Coach Mel could tell you, me and Coach Mel, we, we go to the finest of, of dinings, dining. It may not be the bougie place at South Park, but if it's good food, we get, we, Mr. Hall the same way, we, when it's bad, we tell you about yourself. All right, five people real quick. We got 20 minutes. Yes, sir, Tyler, what's your name mean? Uh, my name is tile maker or roof worker. Okay. What do you say? T say it again. A tile maker or a roof worker. But don't, don't count that strange, though. Yeah. Tile maker. Like T-I-L-E. Mm -hmm. and, and a what now? A roof maker. A roof maker. Yeah, like a You'd be surprised with the spiritual, that, the spiritual meaning of that means. That's tough. That's tough. Foundation and covering. You see what I'm saying? Go ahead, uh, Ronnie. We'll, we'll go. We'll get as many people as we can. Go ahead, Ronnie. See what I'm saying? And you bring victory on the track, right? You would be surprised. Say, say what other other ones again? A ruler, advice, decision, victory. Don't be surprised if if you're in business or some type of whatever management or whatever. Go ahead, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, my name is Spear. Spear? Yes. So you be. 
I got you. What else? So what's your, what's, is there anything? Is there, is there, is there the only thing? Oh, yeah. What's about your last name? Middle name? My middle name. And why you looked it up? We'll go to uh, Ahmad. Go to Ahmad. Praise, uh, one who constantly thank God. See what I'm saying? And then my last name, uh, a person who fixed on me, a person who uh, gains unlawful, unlawful access. That's powerful. Go ahead. What's your middle name, last name? Uh, my middle name means Prince. Prince? Good, good, good. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Child of God? God is with us? That's right, that's right. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, bro. A beer. King, that's what's up, man. That's why it don't matter what you say to Amir. I can go to Amir right now and say, I'm going to drop 40 on him. The first thing Amir going to say, you ain't. <laughs> and every time I be trying to do layups, I'm be trying to block my layups. Go ahead, go ahead, Tom. Who is like God. That's why <clears throat> you'll be surprised <clears throat> how when you start preaching and stuff like that, you'll be like, who's like my God? Now you see why you're drawn to apologetics. Stuff is real, man. Go ahead, go ahead, uh, Justin. My first name means fair. My middle name means who is like God. Who is like God. That's powerful. Same thing with Tom. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Last name son of who? Son of God. See what I'm saying? Go ahead, Ethan. My first name is strong. Strong. So you knew Ethan was going to be 6'6". Six, six. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? Strong. You see what I'm saying? You said a leader? Go ahead, go ahead, uh, Chester. A camp of soldiers, that's good. Strong and manly. Yes, yes, sir. Defender of humankind. That's what, from our conversation, you see. You see how that's coming. Anybody else? Two more people, we're done <clears throat> with this, this part. So what I'm saying is this. Knowing the meaning of your name is important because when somebody says your name, they're trying to form you into how God formed you. Someone get some look, someone look up Psalms 139, 13 through 15 for me. I don't have the scripture in front of me. I know it, but I want to hear all the words. The Bible says, for you formed my inward parts. Someone find that for me. 139, Psalms 139, 13 through 15. Before they ring that bell. Psalms 139, 13 through 15. Thank you, my brother. Read it for me, my brother. And I may stop it, but keep reading when I say read. Go ahead, bro. There we go. Stop there. The Bible says, this is, this is not God talking. This is the, the uh, psalmist talking. He says, for you formed. You formed my inward parts. That means there's a particular form that he wants you to get information of. That's why you cannot drink or eat all kinds of formulas. Because if you entertain certain negative formulas, equations, then you're going to find yourself out of your equation, right? Now, for you form my inward parts, and what else? You covered me in my mother's womb. Mm-hmm. I will praise you for carefully. I will praise you. Praise leads to you being raised. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So when you know you made well, come on now. Now, now, does anyone in their right mind goes to Walmart for the best basketball shoes? 
And y'all said it, in fact, heck no, right? <laughs> Why? They suck, right? They may give you traction for the first two plays, and that's it. You go get your shoes from where? The best places. Nobody in their right mind with a lot of money or some decent money goes and eats. Like, my wife did this to me. Like, if she, she looked at the sanitation grade. I never, before I met her, I never looked at the grade. <clears throat> but now, they still be good. But now you start thinking about, okay, I got to think about your sanitation, right? What I'm trying to say is this, is that if we know that we're made by the best, then let me be my best so I can give out my best. It's that simple. You formed my inward parts and knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, it also says, wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Your soul must know what you're formed by, who you formed by, and what you formed for. And when you think about that, you won't accept anything that will cause you to be out of form. So I'm going to see if Coach Mel and Mr. Hall have anything they want to share. Um, but that's pretty much the gist. Is that also, I want to say this one last thing, and I'm done. You may not match your name now, but as you mature, you'll be able to see what your name really means. So, for instance, I wasn't always a Joshua. I wasn't always operating the Ejike or the Eze. I wasn't always, but as I matured, I began to see the manifestation of, wow, when they was calling me Eze, when they was calling me this, man, that, that stuff really resonated to my future. Go ahead, Coach. Oh, just want to say, <coughs> I ain't going to be before you long, just want to say, I know we're talking about labels, right? The, once, the most common misconception or a phrase that people throw out a lot that should probably really be reevaluated is, I don't care what people think about me. How many of you have said that? Nobody? Okay, yeah. I don't care what people think about me. In a sense, that's good to have that attitude. Like, I don't care. Like, if you're doing the right thing and people are talking about you doing the right thing, you can't care about what people say. That's true. But also, too, if somebody thinks something negative about you, you should actually care about what they think. Some of you have labels on you right now already. You lazy. You don't want to work. You're a cheater. You are uh, immature. You are, uh, uh, I don't know, things along that line. Some of you already have labels because of either something you've done in the past or, or whatever the case may be, right? Here's the thing about those type of labels. Those labels can be changed, but it's changed by your actions. Now, those labels don't define you. You define who you are, right? So all the stuff that he was saying about, you know, <clears throat> who you are and your name and stuff, all that stuff matters. And right now, everybody under the sound of my voice, the only thing that you have that's, that, that you can call your own is your name. And it's valuable. And you can't let any or anything put dirt on your name. Right. If Tyler decides that if he wants to play college ball, he can't have a label that he's lazy. Right. He got to have a label that he's one of the hardest workers, one of the toughest guards in North Carolina. So. Be honest with yourself. Know some of the labels that's been put on you. And, and here, here's how you know what label has been put on you. 
What does your teacher say about you? What does your coach say about you? What does your parents say about you? See, these are people that know you, that spend time with you, and that try to help develop you, right? And they're going to be honest with you. Coach Mel get a lot of slack because I'll be honest with people. But I guarantee you, I can pull up 50 names of, 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 of people that I work with, kids that I've coached, parents, or whatever the case may be, and I, and I give you their phone number and tell you ask them about me. Out of 50 people, you might have a couple that's going to say something bad about me because everybody ain't going to be happy. But for the most part, my name is all I got. I could call, I can make a phone call right now to somebody and get something done. Like I said, whenever I, my um, surgery happened and, and, and I was unable to drive, man, I, I, I'm losing fingers and toes to, to, to tell you how many people has came and picked me up, took me somewhere out the goodness of their heart because they know who I am and they know what I do and they know my heart and they know I ain't no type of shysty person. Some people in this room right now, you're a liar. You're a lie to your person beside you. They can't trust you. You say, hey, I'm going to do this for you, and you don't do it. Your word means nothing. Those are character. And as men, all we got is our word. As men, you are judged based upon what you can do and what you say you're going to do. Here's my stance in life as a man. If I, can, if I tell you I'm going to do something, Tyler, I'm going to do it. If I can't do it, I'm man enough to go back to Tyler and say, Tyler, I know I said I was going to be able to do it, but I, ain't, I can't do it. Most people will tell you they're going to do something and will never do it and have no intentions of doing it. That's a lack of character, right? So character is also what labels you as an individual. So constantly work on good character. And right now, all it is is simply doing what you say you're going to do and do it to the best of your ability. Also, don't have the label of being halfway doing stuff. I, mean, I almost cursed. But don't halfway do nothing. Go hard at everything, and it's going to shape your character and your label. All right? Coach, I'll just add to what Coach Mayo was saying. Your character follows you a long way. Being a former coach and a scout, the first thing they're going to look at is your character. You can be the best player in the, in the nation, but if they look at your character and say, oh, this person's been in this trouble, this person got into this, <coughs> on and off the court or off the field, I don't want them in my institution. I don't want them. They'll throw your scholarship, they'll just toss your name right out the door. But if you have a good name, as Coach Mel stated, you know who you are as Coach Mel, as uh, Coach Ezzy said, that will carry you a long way. It was old slang back in the day saying, your word is born, my word is born. All I can give you is my word. And another thing Coach Mel said, trust. If I can't trust you, then I don't need you. That's real. You can't do anything for me. That trust, that character, your integrity, sometimes is all you have to go on. And if I can't go on that, I don't care what ability, natural ability that you have. I, I can't use that. So if I'm looking at a person's character, and I'm saying, yeah, I see what type of character. Brevin is a good student. He does everything he's supposed to do at all times, at all places. That's who I want to represent my institution and my school. But if I'm looking at a natural athlete that's got a gazillion ways to, to perform and ability, and if their character's not good, what can they do for me? Your character sometimes is all you have to go on. So have a good name, have a good character, know who you are in Christ, and you'll see where it goes. I'm going to give you these, these, these things real quick. Man, that's powerful stuff from both gentlemen, man. What, what are the words... 
spoken after your name has been heard. All students, please go to your fifth period class. Again, all students go to your fifth period class. Yeah, we'll stop there, fellas. I'll, I'll, I'll send my notes through another way. But yeah, hope y'all got something out of this. We love y'all, man. We care about you all. And we'll see y'all next time. Go man up. That's real.